On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, they pick up a win at home over the Pistons in blowout fashion. We'll talk about how it got done. The starters back together for just the seventh time this season. We'll tap into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, as always, from the inquire.com, the great Sixers beat writer that he is, Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith? What's popping, D? How you doing, man? Hey, man. Ten games over 500. I'm doing all right with the uh, basketball team where they are right now. Good win over the Pistons. I know where they are, the lowly 11-win Pistons. But as we talk about a lot, they did what they were supposed to do. So before we get started, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers. Your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here, Locked On. 76ers. Keith, a 31-point victory for the 76ers. They put up 147 points on the Detroit Pistons. They were up by as much as 41 points in this game. We'll get into the uh, beatdown that it was over the Pistons. Also talk about the starters playing again, just their seventh game of the season, and they're 10 games over 500, and what this type of win means for this basketball team with one more to go before their five-game road trip starting on Saturday in Utah. But, Keith, 41 points to 147, a season high. They put up 42 in the third quarter, which was a season high for the campaign in one frame overall. Another triple-double from James Harden in the third quarter. The starters did not play past the third quarter. Joel Embiid played 30, uh, scored 36 points in less than, what, 26 minutes? And... Yeah. It was a route, man. And uh, like you always talk about when you play these bad teams, just do your job. Go out there and beat these teams down. They jumped on them and they never let up. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the thing with me is, like, let, let's be 100. The Sixers in the past had a knack for going out there and playing a dominant team and upsetting them, right, when they're under man, when you don't expect. But then when they were always at four strength and they would play like a, a team like Detroit, a struggling team that's under man, they would play down to the level of the competition of their opponent, and they would they would lose some of those games, right? You know, like when you expect them to blow them out. I think today, the night in, um, that they were able to come out there and do what they did, you know, basically proved that, and not really proved something, but it was like a step in the right direction for them. So that's the main takeaway I'm going to have for that. And then, and then secondly, you know, it was one of those things where they all stayed healthy. I hate to say it. You know, you play a team like this, you're supposed to smack them in the mouth, knock them out. And then, like we said, you know, yesterday, you know, I'm talking about going in there and doing what you have to do and get people their rest that they need and, and then play other guys. And they did that. You know, a, a, a guy like Jaden Springer came out and was able to play well and, and other guys played. So to me, that's the biggest takeaways from these games was that, yes, they didn't play down to the level of their competition. And they um, they were able to play young guys, um, and they all walked away healthy from this game. This is when we talk about it's about them 
and not the opponent. Whether it's a good team, to your point of beating them, or a bad team like Detroit and taking them down, this was about them doing what they needed to do in order to show to themselves that they are the team that they believe that they are. Now, they're still not where I'm sure they want to be, and nor are they where a lot of people feel they should be overall. They're right now fourth in the Eastern Conference after Cleveland lost last night to the Utah Jazz, so the Sixers hold the fourth spot right now because of percentage points over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, I, I mean, look, man, after all that this team had had gone through with some of the bad losses starting off 0-3, winning their first game at 1-3, then they're 1-5, and, and we're looking at this thing, Keith, like, man, this – this is this is not good. And the fact that they lose to the uh, Spurs at that time when they were 0-3, uh, where you and I had some fun with that one, uh, to be where they are right now, 10 games over 500, Keith, after the injuries that they've dealt with with James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and simply doing, like you pointed out, what they were supposed to do against a team like Detroit, this is uh, you know, it's not something to be overlooked in, in general. Still a long way to go. And as we always talk about, it is about the postseason. But in the moment, uh, a good job by them. And you get another you get another triple double from James Harden. Keith, I'm I'm convinced I figured out how he does this. He just, especially against a bad team, sees that he can get the points. So he'll wait on the points. Let me get some rebounds and some assists, and then I'll catch up. And that's what he's done, man. And he's done this in like two and a half quarters, the last two games. Yeah, I, I give it that. But also, we got to be 100. This team was trash that they played. I mean, no offense to be blunt and all this. And I'm sorry for my people in, in Detroit, who I love you. You know, I love the head coach. You know, you got Doran is going to be a great guy. Nerlens is my dude. But I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this team was bad. I mean, this team put me in the mind of the tanking squads. The only difference is that they have some real, they have some quality players. players. Right. They got, yeah, they got some real NBA players on this team. So like, you know, so James can against this team, a guy like James Hall, James Hart and a future hall of famer. I mean, he could play with one hand behind his back and score against some of these dudes. Right. You know, Joel Embiid is, should do the things that he should do. You know, I mean, guys like who don't normally score should be able to go out there and get buckets. Like, you know, like real rap, Jaden Springer would be a rotation guy on his team. Like he would play on his team. So, you know, yeah, I, I look at it like, and yes, it's good to say, okay, they're 10 games over um, uh, 500. But when and, and it's good to say that we were able to get our starting lineup out there for the seventh game. But to me, it's kind of like, you know, the Sixers were picked to be a top three team. You know, right now they're four, right? So it feels like they still have some growing to do. And it's good that they got this victory, but they were supposed to get this victory, like we said. So it would have been bigger story if they didn't struggle. So that's the maturity that they showed. But let's keep it real, man. This team was horrible. They were. Horrible. Yeah, they were. They were. All right, we'll talk about the starting five playing their seventh game together. We're 40 games in, and this is the seven, just the seventh game that they've played together. They're three and four now on the campaign with their starting five. We'll talk about the impact of having them back, not just tonight, but going forward 
especially as they embark on this five-game road trip. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about prize pick, right? So the thing about prize pick, your boy Joel Embiid, let's say he scores less than 30 points. James Harden gets less than eight assists. Uh, let me see. Matisse Thibel, mm, less than five steals, right? You know, those are the type of things you can do with prize pick. You know, and how it works is you take two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projections for any sport that you watch. That includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA off, go on and on and on, right? So safe withdrawals, right? And it's currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. This is how you do it. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Now podcast. For nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, it's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. All right, Keith, coming into the season, as you just talked about in the last segment, this team is perceived to be a top three team in the Eastern Conference right now, a game back of the number three seed. We also discussed earlier in the week where Brooklyn may take a step back just because of the month-long absence where it looks like Kevin Durant's going to be out with the MCL spring. We'll keep monitoring that. But that said, we also expected because of that that the starting lineup would have played more than the seven games that they have had under their belt. Last night was game seven. They were two and four going into the last night. They're now three and four after the victory where these five guys from Embiid, Harris, Tucker, Harden, and Maxey have been on the floor together has not happened this is may not be the of course the right time because we thought they would be there all this time but now that they are back here together it seems like it is kind of like setting up perfectly just because of them now getting ready to go on this road trip and what you pointed out the arrow still having to point up to that top three seed in the eastern conference yeah i mean you know what it's not ideal Right. Meaning like, you know, only having them playing seven games, seven games. And now you have to figure things out. But you know what? You got to do what you have to do. Right. And and then the good thing is the ideal thing about it is like I look at these two games. I hate to say it. I look at um, I mean, if you come to play, I look at the Golden State I'm not the Golden State. Lord knows. <laughs> I look at the Detroit Pistons game. I look at the OKC game. As, as kind of like scrimmages, preseason games for them. Now, again, we know they count, but what I mean by that is the level of play. So you can get out there, you can get a good look at people, you can do certain things. Now, again, it's predicated on guys coming out hard and playing hard that's going to enable you 
to go deeper in your bench and, and do that. But I look at with the starting lineup, you can see. Now, here's the question, D. So right now, let's let we, we admit it that this backcourt that they have um, of of Harden and Maxi is not on the defensive end. They try, but they're not like guys who are going to get stops. So right now you're looking at it and you're you're seeing you're going to see the next couple of games. Like, what can they do? Can we can go with this? Like and beforehand, yes, it was great offensively, but defensively is suffered. Can we make some improvements on the defensive end? Are we going to have to make some rotations quicker? Or is it going to be one of those things where we say, hey, Tyrese, we love you. You're a great dude. But we may have to bring you off and be the Lou Will type of guy. So, you know, right, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But there's a lot of things that the Sixers are going to have to consider over the next couple games. And these games are going to be vital for them to make their decisions. You know how I feel about the maxi part. So let me get into that really fast. I felt like he should have been in the starting lineup. He was back in the starting lineup. Yeah. And I believe that he will remain in the starting lineup. And now Doc Rivers gets, has a chance to see what his actual, not just the starting five, as you talked about, but what the actual rotation looks like. And then, Keith, when we're a month away from the trade deadline on February 9th, there, there are some things to look at with the rotation. So if it's Melton and Niang, as we already know, Montrez Harrell playing those minutes behind Joel B right now, looks like he has the edge, at least at the moment, over uh, Paul Reed and Matisse Thibel getting a few more. Shake Milton playing well for sure uh, as of throughout the entire season. Honestly, they they have for the first time a chance to really look at their roster and see if they need to do something at the trade deadline as they get ready for their Eastern Conference run, maybe to an NBA Finals or at least an Eastern Conference Finals. So this is um, this is an important stretch for them where they get to go on the road for five tough games right out of the gate, a back-to-back with Utah and Los Angeles, not to look past Oklahoma City, but just pointing out what this trip could mean for them for their starters and then um, come back home for a few, of course, then go back on the road a little bit later. But, yeah, this is important and to get a look at what they have in terms of their, their rotation. They're five, of course, but the rotation coming off the bench to see what their team looks like when they are going to be uh, up against more competitive teams than these two scrimmages that you you talked about. So it's important. And I, and I, I can't wait till we have those conversations also next week of what they're going to do uh, against these teams that are highly competitive way more than the teams that we've seen over these last two. Yeah, I hear you, bro. Yep. All right, final segment on the other side. We'll wrap things up as the Sixers win in a big way, put up 147 points. Talk about a little bit more from the game right here next on Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online, right? Bet Online is your number one sports for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season, Lance, Alabama, what happened to uh, the World Cup basketball? We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
Bet online where the game starts. Yo, D, have you spoken to Lance? No, I haven't. Have you? No. Yo, man. <laughs> Yo, you need to check on your boy to see how he's doing. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, final segment here on Locked On 76ers as we – I look at that national championship game. Similar feel, huh, Keith? 65 to 7, 147 to 116. <laughs> kind, of, kind of similar feel. Not, not the same type of game, championship on the line, but a similar feel in that one. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Doc Rivers, you know, talks about a lot, and we saw it here last night, they're playing with the pace. Now, they are playing with pace against bad teams, so it's a bad defense, all of that. But it's something that he has wanted to see with them playing with pace, sharing the basketball, moving up and down the floor and getting some real chances. Last night, they had a high turnover night. Once again, it didn't hurt them because of imagine if they didn't turn the ball over, how many points they would have put up. But uh, one of the things that he's talked about, certainly in the press conference with you guys, Keith, the pace. And the pace has been really good for this basketball team as of late. Yeah, the pace has been well, and and um, plant has been uh, you know on point. I also think that it's going to get better with the with the with Maxi back. You know what I mean? I was going to ask. They want to get out there. You know what I mean? And go. I, I think that's going to help it. And it just seems like before that, James has been a lot quicker. You know what I mean? Getting getting up and down before. You know, early on it was like dribble, 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 dribble. You know, stuff like that. But now it's like the ball is moving. Um, a lot of things is working. They're they're being successful with it. So it it when once you're doing something and you're successful with it, you you tend to stick with it. When you start struggling is when guys start to go back to the way they used to do things, like you know James and 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 other guys. You know talking about the team with the struggle. I would see him saying, Nah, I got to get my own shot. I got to do things. I got to you know do all the things that he used to do at Houston. But um. Yeah, I mean, you got to commend it. The pace has been a whole lot better. I also think that now that you got Maxi back, you got guys like DeAnthony Melton, who's you know not he's not as quick as Maxi, but he's athletic. He could come off the bench, and that can keep it going. You know, Matisse Thiable can keep it going. You know, things like that. So yeah, I, I really like the pace now. Yeah, the pace has been really good. Maxi's a big part of that. Certainly, James Harden when the ball. He'll snatch that rebound and he'll start to go. Not only does he go, Keith, a lot of those kick-ahead passes where he's not dribble, dribble, dribble in transition either. He's kicking ahead, Maxie being one. I've seen him hit Tobias Harris while he's on the move. And when De'Anthony Melton was in the starting lineup also, he would find him, not so much Tucker or Embiid. He'll set Embiid up in a different way to get him the basketball once they get across half court. But that pace is big for this basketball team, using their speed, not allowing the defenses to get set. And if they can have success doing that, continued success doing that, then, yeah, they'll be pretty good. And if not, sometimes they do struggle against the zone when the team does that or maybe the shot clock winds down. We'll see that too many dribbles from James Harden, as you mentioned, and, and some tough shots because essentially you are playing you know, with P.J. Tucker on the floor. Sometimes you're playing four on five because of where he is on the floor in the corner and how they're defending not only him but the team in general as a whole. So. Pace is good on this team right now. It's important for them. And Maxi and Harden are a big, big part of that. 
Also, by the way, as we mentioned, we talk about all these guys doing what they did. Tobias Harris was perfect from the floor for his 14 points. He scored the first seven points of the game for the Sixers. They ended up with 14, but he was six for six and made his two threes and just, you know, six boards. Just just kind of gets lost in the whole thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's the thing. He, he does get a, a little lost in the whole thing. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it, it it's one of those things where, yeah, they get, you know, you'll get lost. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that the bigger goal is just winning, right? I mean, yeah. isn't that what you would say? You know what I mean? So it's like things like that happens. But, you know, as long as the team is, is successful, you know, that, that that's all that happens. Because, you know, here it is, like six for six, six boards. He was a a, a plus 40. Plus 40? Yeah, something. A plus like 40. And you know, I don't care about the plus minus, but that's just wild. Was yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, but and the thing is, like, the thing that I like seeing tonight, now maybe it's because James only took seven shots, right? Tyrese only took 11. But the fact that it was balanced scoring, I really like seeing that. I mean, because, because you know, we look at Tobias and we say to ourselves, is he going to get lost? Is he going to get lost? And, and nah, six for six, you know, 14 points, a plus 40. You know, the one thing that I really like seeing too, D, that stood out to me was, now again, it was Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to change. But P.J. Tucker had eight rebounds. He had I didn't eight realize rebounds. he had eight boards. I didn't realize that. He had eight rebounds. He took seven shot attempts. He was two for five on threes. So the thing is, I was like looking at him. He was playing loose. So the thing is, like, I don't know, is it with the extra attention that people are, like, looking at Maxi and they're doing all these other things that's leaving him wide open and guys are kicking the ball to him? Now, again, we got to ask ourselves, when they go on the West Coast trip and teams are going to be more competitive, are, are they going to still be able to – is he still going to be able to get seven shot attempts? But to me, eight boards and seven shots attempts, that was huge. It's the uh, it's the sleeves, Keith. <laughs> he's gotten rid of that T-shirt underneath yeah. his jersey. <laughs> he's playing. Yeah. He's playing better. Uh, PJ Tucker always wears the uh, compression T-shirt underneath his jersey, folks. I'm sure you know what, I, what, what we what we're talking about. But over the last couple of games, first he started with it in the yeah. game, and at one point during the game, he took the sleeves off the T-shirt off. I think it was Chicago, and since then, he has not worn the, um, the the T-shirt underneath the compression T-shirt underneath his jersey. Maybe that's a big part of it, Keith. Here for able to get those eight rebounds uh, on the night. We got. It. We thank you, everybody, for making Locked On Seventy Six as your first listen every day for our next episode. We'll join you tomorrow. Talk about uh, the Seventy Six a little more. Getting ready for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, make your second listen. Locked On. NBA, where locked on experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Well, y'all just heard my man D. So wherever you can get your podcast at, that's where you know you need to click on and get this podcast. It's free and available, right? But when you go to the um our YouTube channel, you know, uh make sure, make sure. 
that you click on the Liberty Bell and then you become a new subscriber. And with that, you'll get alerts whenever we post this podcast. But D, I want you to tell people what time are you going to be on air tonight? One today because we have All Star Day on the Fanatic. So All Star Day is where all the hosts are mixed into each show. So I'll be on on the morning show at seven o'clock. <laughs> I'll be on the midday show at 11 a.m. And then I'll be on the afternoon show at five o'clock. Then the flyers are on on the station. I'll come on after the flyers. So approximately 10, 10, 15, somewhere around there. So it's a busy day. And uh, that's that's my schedule. So, yeah. So what's the overtime like? <laughs> I wish it was overtime. <laughs> no, right. I know, right. But look, so make sure y'all, you heard my man. So y'all just better just keep it locked to 97.5 FM all day. Not just for D, but for all the other great guys over there. They do a really good job. But also make sure you follow my man on Twitter at DivineG975. Follow me at, on Twitter um, at uh, uh, Pompey on Sixers. And, you know, I did a, I interviewed Nerlens Noel. He was talking about Joel and B. You know, a lot of people don't know that they're, they're best friends. So he was talking about him. Also did a piece on James Harden um, about how, you know, was there a double standard? Because think about it, y'all. When James Harden was scoring all those points for the Houston Rockets, those 50-point performance, people said it was bad for basketball. Now everyone is saying, wow, great this is that everybody's doing that doing it now so i broke that down and then also i have my uh my takeaways my best and worst from the game so make sure you go to inquire.com and you can read those articles and you can read our game our other game coverage from last night's game so do that today huh didn't he say something about not getting enough credit for the way the game is played for what he has done and helping shape the game yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it was? It was kind of like he was asked, do you feel as if, do you, yeah, he said that, but it was like one of those things where do you feel like um, you you don't get enough credit, you know, for that, for like how it was. And he says, I, you know, I don't really, he was asked that and he was like, that's I don't fair. really yeah. care about that. Yeah. And that's the one thing about James. I like a lot of people, like now that we're on it, let's, you know, a lot of people always say like, he said this, he said that. A lot of times he won't come out and say anything, but if you ask him a question, you just ask him a question, he'll answer it. I'm, but glad it's you not said like, that. Huh? I'm glad you said that because you know how I feel when the same thing, not that I need to stand up for Joel Embiid, but when he's asked, he answers the question. He may yeah, go long yeah. and he may get deep into it. You may not like it. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, man, well, listen, great stuff as always. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow based on your story of talking to James Harden. And uh, should he get more credit for what the way the league is being played right now? Keith, have a great rest of your day, man. Everybody, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.